This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you and good morning and welcome everybody to our show for this Tuesday morning. It is Tuesday and thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, today is April 26th. We've got a lot uh, coming up on the show today, including a true crime report that's on the way. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to entertainment news uh, later. Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. You must be kidding me. No. It uh, It happened. And Twitter went for it. I don't know how all the particulars work out there, but I guess Elon Musk now owns uh, Twitter. Anybody feel like it's like Sauron with all the rings? <laughs> or Thanos <laughs> with all the Twitter Infinity was the Stones? Final one. Yeah, Twitter was the final <laughs> one. <laughs> Infinity Stone? <laughs> yeah. Uh, El Paso weather. Let's get a look at uh, what we have in store for weather. Uh, Today's wind's going to be around 20 miles an hour. It was windy enough on the way in. You ever, when it's really windy in El Paso, you can tell because if you're stopped at a light and there's a crosswind, your car actually is shaking back and forth as you're sitting at the light. Oh, and then if it's like one of those traffic lights that has that long arm that hangs over. It swings. Like that thing is swinging back and forth. So it was like that on the way in. It was really pretty windy overnight, but looking at 15 to 20 mile an hour winds today, mostly sunny, the forecast and 80 for the high temperature. Tomorrow's going to be mostly cloudy and uh, I should probably put this in overnight, chance of rain. We haven't had a chance of rain in the forecast in a few weeks, so uh, overnight, about a 20% chance we might see some rain in the El Paso forecast that'll mostly clear out if it happens at all uh, before Wednesday, leaving us with uh, mostly cloudy and 89 for tomorrow's high temperature. It's the final week of the Q's cash code. Starting at 8.15 and then every hour after through the 5 o'clock hour, you can listen for another cash code keyword. As soon as you hear those keywords, enter as many of them as you can uh, via the KLAQ mobile app. Look for GoFundMe on the KLAQ mobile app. Go fund yourself yeah. with uh, daily prizes of $2,000. So when you enter these cash codes, here's uh, what you're playing for. Uh, you could be randomly selected as a daily winner of $2,000, and you could win a top prize of $10,000 just for listening for the cash code keywords, entering them on GoFundMe or Go, uh, GoFundMe or go fund yourself mm-hmm. on the KLAQ mobile app. I forgot what it says. <laughs> now I'm confused by the jingle. Does it say go fund yourself? Yes. It no. says go fund yourself. Go fund yourself. Okay, so st- the jingle's right, and yes. I'm wrong. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and we'll have our first cash code keyword coming your way at about 8.15 this morning. Let's take a look at uh, what is happening. And then we'll have some Today in Sound Clips coming up. As I mentioned, True Crime Report on the way a little bit later this morning. Nico, you got your eyes on the news. What's uh, what's up in news today? Uh, sadly, Russia has begun a new attack in Moldova after its attack in Ukraine. Ukraine says uh, heightened rhetoric coming out of the Kremlin shows Vladimir Putin senses defeat in his war there. 
Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but there's a you know small country right next door called Moldova. I was going to ask you, without tr- trying to seem like the dummy, uh, what is Moldova? Moldova is a very small country, but it is a sovereign country, and it's right next door to Ukraine. And do they lean more pro-Russia or more pro-Ukraine, or are they just kind of caught in the middle at all? They don't have a, a puppet dictator, so they don't have anybody that's specifically controlled by, you know, Russian, the Kremlin, uh, those kind of things. But um, if anything, that you could call them dem- democratic. They're they're a democratic country. Okay. And uh, one of the one of the Russian higher ups, not uh, uh, Putin, but Lavrov, Sergey Lavrov, Sergey Lavrov, who's the Russian foreign minister, is warn is warning about the risk of nuclear war. So he said, no, I mean, the way he's putting it is we got to make sure nuclear war doesn't happen, guys. Nuclear war, nobody wins. But they are saying that he's putting it out there to kind of remind the U.S. and NATO and Ukraine that uh, we've got nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. So um, he insisted, uh, Lav- this is Sergey Lavrov, insisted that Russia was going to prevent nuclear war at all costs, but uh, the U.S. is analyzing it. It seems like at least a veiled threat to remind us, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Russians still, still have, have nukes. nukes. Uh, in a reply from Lavrov's counterpart in Kiev, uh, Dmitro Kuleba said that Russia has lost its last hope to scare the world off supporting Ukraine. This only means Moscow senses defeat there. Uh, so that situation uh, continuing to develop. Um there's a death row inmate that you've got a lot of people uh, going to bat for, saying mm-hmm. that they need to postpone this. Um, Lucio, is that M- the- Melissa, Melissa Lucio, Lucio? Right. And oh my god, I saw the documentary on it yesterday. Did you? Yes. Okay, so there's a documentary. It's like a little Hulu documentary thing. Oh, Hulu then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too familiar, but I did see I that like either. Joe Joe Moody is a supporter and met with. Uh, Melissa Lucio and I guessed I guess what's an issue is they got a doctor who's saying uh, the two year old who died the injuries are more consistent with the fall down the stairs well Joanna what did the documentary the original medical examiner just took one look at the little girl and immediately just said this was a homicide didn't even do an investigation didn't even do anything so there are some people saying well M- Melissa Lucio says that she was just uh grilled for so long yes. that she gave a false confession so she was convicted partially on a confession that she says she was just worn down mm-hmm. uh until yeah, she gave the confe- confession hours with her yeah hours and her supporters are saying look there was a rush to judgment because this was a woman who was a drug user who had I don't know like 12 or 14 kids or something yes yeah that was another part of it like she had all these kids and everybody's like oh well of course somebody like that would uh, you know like they they stereotyped her Mm -hmm. right anyway and all the kids are like our mom was never mean to us she never hit us all the kids have signed things that say yeah our mom had problems but she was never violent with any of us and we don't want the state of Texas to execute our mother when is the execution date tentatively set for it was set for Wednesday tomorrow Tomorrow. yeah and you've got a lot of people uh you you can see some Democrats and some Republicans who are coming out saying hey uh, Texas hold off on executing Melissa Lucio Texas isn't known for 
holding off on things. Um, but uh, are they going to? Do, you, do we know yet if they're going to stay the execution? Yeah, they, they had already granted yesterday a stay of oh. execution for her. Oh, okay. okay, great. All right, so at least it's put off. As right? I was watching that, I had to Google everything, and as I was, I was watching, that news came in. Oh, and I was man. like, oh, thank God. The state of Texas versus Melissa on Hulu. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. You recommend it then? Yes. And it's super, super topical and timely. Informative, yes. real. Uh All right, Joanna, entertainment news. What are we going to be looking at uh, when we get to uh, entertainment news? CinemaCon is underway at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And Sony put on a very spectacular opening night show at CinemaCon as it took a very well-deserved victory lap for Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, what is CinemaCon? It is, is that a con that I might enjoy going it probably, to? Probably. It is the largest and most important gathering of movie theater owners from around mm. the world. So it'll include the five major Hollywood studios, and then they tease everything that they have coming out this year. Do they show like yes. the entire movies? Not entire movies, but so Sony, they uh, tease their upcoming slate, and then they had footage from Bullet Train, which is one of their most anticipated movies, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, is that animated? Yeah. Or? Yes. But that one's the the one that was real, like with Miles Morales, right? Yeah. All right, we'll have that uh, on the way with entertainment news coming up a little bit later on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Uh, today's the twenty. What is it? The twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's t- a Tuesday. Today is the anniversary of the Chernobyl disaster, Ooh. which happened. On this date, 36 years ago, 1986, the worst nuclear reactor disaster of the 20th century uh, happened at the Chernobyl Atomic Power Station. Did you watch that? Uh, the it HBO? It was a documentary. But Chernobyl. Yeah, did you watch any of that? No. No, <laughs> no you didn't catch it any of that. put me to sleep. It looked scary. But everybody said it was so good, and I just couldn't get into it. It was, it was well acted. Good story. I can see where, you know, it wasn't wall to wall action, but it wasn't scary. It looked like a horror movie. It was, I mean, it was tense. I'd say it was more tense than anything. Like when the people had to go down, and like some of the workers, well, thirty six people were killed instantly when the disaster happened, and then a bunch of other people died over the course of the weeks and months and even years that followed. But like when the workers had to go down into the factory, that was scary. Uh, today is also National Pretzel Day. Mm. Yum. Some of, some of the pretzel places are offering free pretzels. I think Wetzel's has a deal going on. Wetzel's has to have a pretzel deal. <laughs> what, do, is Wetzel's uh, like a restaurant? or a, It's a, a mall place? kiosk, I believe. Do we have them here? I think we're about to get our very first one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, to my knowledge, we don't have Wetzel's pretzels. What's the one at Bassett, Joanna? Um, it's called. Is it Pumpkin. Annie Ann's? No. Is it Pretzel something? Yeah. Pretzel time. Pretzel, no. pretzel. Two big brands are offering free hot pretzels. Auntie Ann's is offering one free original or cinnamon sugar pretzel today. Pretzel mm. maker. Pretzel maker. That's right. Is that Bassett? Yeah. If you've got a Wetzel's pretzels where you are, I guess we have listeners all over the world. But if you got a Wetzel's pretzels, you can get a free one. No questions asked. Oh, sounds delicious. You just have to show up at 3 p.m. For the Annie Ann's, you got to download their app. Of course. Which means they got their hooks in you. 
<laughs> and that's how they get you. All right, we've got a lot to get to uh, today. Our phone number, I'm going to give that out. Studio line, give us a call if you want to participate in the morning show or enlighten us about something or add to uh, something we're saying or correct us, whatever it might be. The studio line is 915-910-4995. I'll repeat that, 915-910-4995 to call the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Follow them on social media, also at PumpingInkTattoos.com. That's PumpingInkTattoos.com. In about an hour and 15 minutes, we're going to start with our Tuesday Cash code keywords will have word number one coming up at around 8.15 this morning. Every time you hear a different cash code keyword, and it is going to be a different one every hour, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app. Look for GoFundYourself and put in the keyword. Every keyword is another entry and another chance for you to win. We'll do random drawings. You could win our daily prize of $2,000 every Monday through Friday. We have a $2,000 winner. You could win the grand prize of $10,000. All right. Can't win without entering those words, though. You can't win if you don't play. It's the motto of the Texas Lotto, too. And this is the final week to go find yourself. So, you know, just a few more days Mm -hmm. left. And did we ever find out whether you could win the 2000 and the 10000 Damn it, I forgot to ask Emily. <laughs> yeah, nobody, ever, nobody ever got back to me on that. But then again, so I forgot the answer remains, we, yes maybe, or no. Yes Possible. No. Yeah, maybe. You could. Or you maybe. could not. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, Jeff Bezos has already used Twitter to troll Elon Musk over Elon Musk <laughs> by that's, Twitter. That's funny. I uh, I like all the memes <laughs> going Billionaires, up. am I right? <laughs> have you seen all the memes, Joanna? I have, yeah. Like, this is the uh, this is Elon Musk opening the seventh seal of the apocalypse. <laughs> um, before we talk about that, though, the El Paso Library has a uh, seed program where they'll give you uh, seeds. What kind of seeds will they give you? Um, well, they will. They have a library of seeds. So you can go to the El Paso Library's Sow, Grow, and Reap, Eat program. Do you get that? Reap, Eat. Sow, Grow, Reap, and Eat. But repeat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You can go to their website um, for all the list of all the, uh, the different... Um, uh, seeds you can get, but it includes carrots, beets, tomatoes, lettuce, arugula, cabbage, cilantro, cucumbers, cantaloupe, green beans, eggplant, kale, and more. The uh, public libraries aren't just feeding El Pasoans' minds with books. They're helping us feed ourselves. Uh, did you know this, Buzz? According to a 2013 study conducted by the Food Trust and Institute of Healthy Living, El Paso County needs 27 more supermarkets to bring fresh food closer to most neighborhoods in the county. What? That El Paso <laughs> County needs 27 more supermarkets to bring fresh food closer to a lot of neighborhoods. That a lot of neighborhoods uh, don't have that, or it's unevenly distributed 
from lower income neighborhoods to higher income neighborhoods. So people in, in uh, lower income neighborhoods are more likely to get the groceries from convenience stores or like dollar uh, And if stores. you go to like a dollar store, they're not going to have fresh they're produce. They're not going to have the healthy food, yeah. All right. Seed libraries are not unique to El Paso. I'm seeing here that a lot of cities, including Albuquerque, have a seed library where they share or lend seeds. I don't know how you lend a seed. It's like, hey, don't forget that arugula seeds due on October 3rd. Well, this is what I understand about plants, Buzz. Apparently, they give way to more plants. And then you get the seeds. seeds. And then maybe return. you can give it back. Yeah. Okay. Each library that has a seed program has a collection of non-genetically modified fruit, vegetable, and herb seeds. Yeah, let's focus in on that herb. Where's the herb? <laughs> Where's the herb, brother? <laughs> Uh, available for patrons <laughs> to start their own edible gardens. You can check out up to five seed packets per person with your library card. You like to plant. What? With your library card? That's all you need. Buzz, don't you plant uh, things, flowers every year? Or not you, but doesn't Noah plant flowers <laughs> for you every year? Not you, but... Sometimes I do. But yeah. you were just at, where was it? Lowe's getting plants and stuff. How are the plants? From How Lowe's? are those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, man. <laughs> it's a good thing plants don't have rights, or I'd be charged as a serial killer. <laughs> oh, those are real. I guess some of them just don't do good. In direct sunlight in El Paso. Right. Even if it says full sun. Because they'll have little instructions when you buy a, a you know plant or whatever. It'll say full sun. I don't think they mean full El Paso sun. <laughs> they, ought to, they ought to say specifically what it is for El Paso. But uh, According to Gigi Shamali, the El Paso County Extension agent, uh, she says if you're buying a lot of certain vegetables in your house, like peppers and cilantro, it'd be mm -hmm. easier just to grow them in your backyard. Then you can do succession planting where you probably plant your seeds in a week or two apart from each other, and then you can have the vegetable ready all season. Yeah, this sounds I mean, like it makes a, sense. This sounds like a fun hobby, except I, I grew plants. up. On, I grew up on a farm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So whenever so we it had wasn't to go, a hobby yeah, to you, no, it was work. Like if, it, when it was time to like harvest corn, we were out there for like fourteen hours from sunup to sundown harvesting corn. Yeah, but did you just do that like once? No, no, every summer. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, every summer so, we had a garden, and it was a big garden that we would sell some of the you know some of the produce and then we'd give away a lot of it oh nice so this is but it wasn't a thing where it's like oh let's go a hobby the, until until the sun comes out and it gets warm and then we'll go back inside and sip lemonade <laughs> it's like it was just like every day we hated it <laughs> we had calluses on our fingers and the other kids in school would make fun saying that it was from working in the yard no they said it was oh too much <laughs> <laughs> and i was like no <laughs> Well, that's the other way to get calluses. <laughs> um, well, Buzz, this is a program that maybe will help you get back into the, the good feelings of planting. Um, I actually have some audio of uh, Gigi Shamali. If you got me, pot right. it up. Talking about the seed program. That's right. All right, let's hear it. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all you need is a library card. I'm going to go get my seeds today. They might not have the seeds I want. Do they have sesame seeds? Because I like those. <laughs> you can't grow those. <laughs> you can't? <laughs> Somebody better tell McDonald's because they're growing them. <laughs> Big story of the day. 
Elon Musk is officially buying Twitter, and they came to an agreement for $44 billion, which is $54 and something per share. Per share. Which it was trading at, I believe, 45 before. So that's a $10 premium per so share. Elon so Musk, rich. Elon yeah. Musk is, yeah. If, if you, you were, had Twitter stock. If you were, had Twitter stock, you, you just made money, I guess. Everybody's uh, kind of drawn up sides, although I don't hear people who are anti-Elon Musk. I haven't heard a lot of people say, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, I'm I'm off of it. I'm, I'm sure that'll happen. Oh, yeah. Right? Very much people are like, oh, this is the sign of the end. This is, but We're not going to get on anymore. So Elon Musk, is, his position is that he's a free speech absolutist. And he said free speech is the bedrock, bedrock of a functioning democracy. And Twitter is the digital town square. Hey, I wonder if we get money every time he uses the term town square. Uh, Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. He added that he wants to defeat spam bots, authenticate all humans, and add new features. That'd be great, actually. That's really good. I'm not uh, so much into the Twitter. I'm not so much into any of it, Mm -mm. you know, but... I'm aware that one feature is uh, an edit button <laughs> that a lot of people. I've but I think that's it. good. Like if somebody's written something and then they go ahead and put it out there and they use the wrong form of there or they use the wrong your or something. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea that that's like set in stone and they can't go back and fix it. So you can say ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> you <laughs> use the wrong there. <laughs> well, I guess – do do you feel like people really get the fact that free speech they use people use the words free speech a lot but i'm not sure if they really know what they they're talking about because free speech just prevents the government from shutting your speech down twitter so to, far as i know somebody is somebody getting kicked off of twitter is i mean is probably not a violation of free speech cuz it's not the government although i guess you could make an argument these Companies the act as public are, utilities are, act almost as public utilities, but they're which is an not. Extension, but and they're not that is a whole debate that needs to happen in Congress till they classify them. But as they stand now, they're private, private companies. companies. So people or who, public or even if they're publicly traded companies, but they're not the government. They're not the, the government, point. and that's that's the, where free speech free speech applies to. Yeah, I think most people are, are aware of that. So well, I don't like, know because people are like, well, people uh, are constantly saying their free speech is being Mark violated. Mark Zuckerberg, he's like taking my free speech away, and it's like, no, just get on a different platform. Like if you if you got up in the middle of Walmart and started ranting crazy, anti-Semitic or racist, you know, whatever. And then they Walmart came you, and said, "Hey, we're kicking you out of the store because yeah. you're, you know, bothering people." They can do that. You then the person obviously is going to say, "My free speech is being violated." It's not being violated because Walmart is not the government. Exactly. So that that's an example. But a big question: uh, Can he get Donald Trump back onto uh, Twitter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't we have a bet yesterday after this came that we yeah. were like, what's the over-under? What's the over-under before Donald Trump announced, I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> I thought a good over-under would be a week. Yeah, I said two, I think. But then I want to I want to reassess that because Donald Trump is saying no. He told Fox News, I'm not going on Twitter. I'm going to stay on Truth. And what he's talking about there is his truth social uh, platform. 
Former president also says, I hope Elon buys Twitter because he'll make improvements to it. And he's a good man, but I'm going to be staying on truth. The new social media network that he just started. The punchline is that it's been up for a couple months, but Trump isn't even on it He's yet. not even a member. <laughs> he says that he will join his own social media platform, quote, over the next seven days as planned. Um, you know, I would like to guess, uh, you know, maybe Donald Trump is super enthusiastic about his own social media platform, so he'll stay on that. But really, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago at a speech, he hadn't bothered to learn the name <laughs> of Truth Social. <laughs> oh, my God. And when it rolled out, people were saying, oh, it's, you know, it's impossible to join or it, you know, it doesn't function the way it's supposed to. Glitchy, yeah. Uh, glitchy, and those are ongoing prob- problems. So I th- I would say, let's make it a month. Over, under, Trump reverses himself and begins tweeting on Twitter with within a month from today. I'll take the under on that. All right. All I'm going right. to say this truth social that, you know. It's going to burn out. Well, and he's going to realize uh, nobody's on it. Nobody's paying attention, or it's just like an echo chamber. I, I don't know if Trump would even mind an echo chamber, but he's going to be like, "Oh, Twitter's where it's at." I'm going back over to Twitter if Elon. So I say over under a month. What do you say? Over a month. Yeah, I think he's going. I think he's probably tied into some uh, corporate uh, sponsorship for this, or I think he. I, I know he's making money off of it, uh, of of truth or whatever it is. So that's the only thing that would make me think he would stay there. Uh, I, I say under a month, he'll be back on Twitter in some way, shape, or form. Um, so Jeff Bezos tweeted using Twitter to troll <laughs> Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos, interesting question, he posted. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage over the town square? So he used the you know, town square in the same sense that Elon Musk used it. And then he linked to a a writer named Mike Forsyth who writes about Chinese issues. And he goes, Tesla's second biggest market in 2021 was China, just after the U.S. Chinese battery makers are major suppliers for Teslas. After 2009, when China banned Twitter, the government there had almost no leverage over the platform. That may have just changed. So that's what Bezos retweeted was this guy saying it. But then Bezos came back and said, my own answer to this question is probably not. The more likely outcome in this regard is complexity in China for Tesla rather than censorship at Twitter. So uh, he thinks that China is going to try and have their way, mm-hmm. which they seem it works for him in the NBA and Hollywood. You know, it's like if China, no. China wants a scene added, Hollywood will do it. It's about the dollars. If they don't like players or coaches saying things in support of Taiwan, the NBA, you know, they they really do seem to have some power over that. But what Jeff Bezos is saying here is if they try it with Elon Musk, Elon Musk won't do it, but it'll cause problems for Tesla's operations in China. It's weird how American business relies on China business or Chinese business, but then that those same people might also be like, well, we really hate communism, but we don't mind doing deals with them. Hey, commie money talks, man. Just like, but isn't that capitalism? If they're buying and selling things, uh, n- not no, because the government has an overarching c- 
control of, we let of those you buy industries. Them, but that. it's like people get rich there and become yeah. billionaires and everything. But the Chinese government will go in. Where's Jack Ma? You remember yeah. the guy who started Alibaba? Yeah. He kind of disappeared for a little bit. Disappeared for a little bit. And there was a, you know, just because you're rich and famous over there, the government could still, there was that tennis player you yeah. know, who said something negative about a former, you know, chief minister of whatever, some big potentate. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of disappeared. So being a, being a capitalist in China is very different from being a capitalist in the United States. Yeah, I just I'm, I, I guess it's weird that we Americans still do business, capitalistic business with China. Yet we're still very much against their communism. We're very much against your I communism. Mean, a lot of people but are your dollars out, are great. A lot of people call out Disney for hypocrisy because they uh, here's what they're saying in the middle of this controversy with Ron DeSantis. Don't say gay. They're like, oh, China, uh, Disney for the U.S. market has all these pro-gay messages, but they eliminate them for, for China. the China yeah. market and some of the Middle East. But China. Talks louder than anybody else. So um, I don't know. I'd be interested to know. Has anybody like made up their mind if Elon, as soon as Elon Musk takes over Twitter? I'm out. I'm out. You know, like how you said, if so-and-so is elected president, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> Are you like, <laughs> and what would your alternative be really to Twitter? Insta, I guess. Yeah. TikTok. Insta, There TikTok. are some alternatives. Facebook, Snapchat. They, I think part of the thing about antitrust is they're saying they're, those are all kind of owned by a really, really small group well, of people. Yes. Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp all are together. Um, yeah. What's your alternative for Twitter if you're really, really into Twitter? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. They're on the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or pumpinginktattoo.com. That's pumpinginktattoo.com. Com. All right, I got a few uh, rock notes to uh, talk about, and one of mine, one of the stories is posted uh, at klaq.com, so you can go over there and check that out. But before I talk about that one, Nico, you've got an article about uh, Charlie Clark, the Charlie Clark Nissan guy, I, I his movie do. premiere in El Paso. You want to tell us about that? Sure. Uh, El Paso has its very own superhero, guys. Charlie Clark of Charlie Clark's Nissan is the Green Ghost. He made a movie with actors like Danny Trejo, a feature-length film, um, and it's premiering this now, Friday. All the he, uh, times are also in my article. Is he... Because there are two car dealers on the on TV and radio that I get confused. Is he the one who's got the trumpet making the fart sound effects? <laughs> no. No. I think he's the one that says, Orale. Yeah. Is he the one who's got like his his grandma or the lady who raised him? Yes. And, and she'll give you a pow pow. Pow pow. Okay, so that's Charlie Clark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the preview for it, and surprisingly, it looked like it was it was professionally done. Like it doesn't look it like what you budget. would expect for a yeah. local car dealer. And he's not. I mean, he's local in that he has a car dealership here. Yeah, but he's based, I think, in Phoenix. Yeah, or else it's the other guy. So who's the guy who's got those with the Scott? <laughs> Scott Lee, the, the same pickle guy. He's the the pickle I guy. got a pickle. Yes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell <laughs> by the. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know they give out awards for commercials. That should win all the awards. 
That one is great. That, yeah. that one with the fart. Because <laughs> they don't use a fart sound effect. If they'd used a fart sound effect, people would have complained. But they right. use a trombone. And every time I hear that, it's like watching The Simpsons. It's like, oh, it's a joke I didn't catch the first time around. If you've got stains on your credit. If you've got a stinker of a clunker. But we're not talking about that guy. We're talking no, about the other guy, Charlie guy. Clark. Yes. And he's going to come by and visit in the studio this week? Uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we're still... Uh, confirming the details, but he will be in studio hopefully this week to talk about his movie. And it premieres, like I said, this Friday at Alamo Drafthouse, Bassett Place, and AMC Theaters in the Northeast. Orale. <laughs> that he's that guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Joanna has pictures from uh, EP Comic Con. Uh, so uh, kind yep. of a visual recap. I went to Comic Con on Sunday. Nerd. <laughs> Did you go by yourself? No. I took my daughter. Okay. She took a friend. And That's not as nerdy. Did you take pictures with a bunch of people? No, but I took pictures of my nephew with a bunch of people. So my nephew, Gabriel, went, and he went as a Keanu Reeves character. <laughs> Matrix this year, guys. He went I as did Neo. see his pictures. I like how he gives it his all. Like he, he does. Like, and it, he'll it, fully go for it. Like mm-hmm. he's full, If you're going to pose with another Comic-Con person... You better act serious. He's got one with with Spider Man. Well, Spider Man's got the pose. That, you know, he's uh-huh. really. You don't half ass it if you're if you're cosplaying, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, Gabriel cosplayed, and I, we had a call. I think somebody called in to give us their review of uh, Comic Con this year. Let me see if this is the uh, if this is the right bank of calls off the neckline. <laughs> What's going on, Morning Show? This is Johnny. Uh, I'm calling in reference to the Comic-Con this weekend. I had a blast. It was super fun. Uh, William Shatner seems very frail. Um, it, it didn't look like that on TV when he went up to space, but he he looks very frail. Oh, no. And uh, no. I met Mr. Esposito from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and many other things. And real nice guy. Got some box cutters with his signature on it. So, Nico, got to give that show another sh- a shot, man. You got to watch Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. The season three, four, and five are some of the best television that I've ever seen. And uh, one last one last thing, uh, Leatherface. That dude was super loaded. <laughs> that dude was loaded. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of sad in the way, but. Um, <laughs> Original Jason Voorhees there was trying to calm him down, trying to defuse the situation because, yeah, it was kind of cringeworthy. But overall, it was a great experience. So, uh, I tried to cut me off, but, uh, uh, y'all have a good day and, uh, and we'll see you later. Oh, hold on a second. Leatherface was there and the original, original Jason, Jason Voorhees. Voorhees? And Which one is Leatherface? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Were they there? Yeah, I guess I so. I didn't know that. It, it sounds he's so funny. That, he's saying that, by the way, Hilarious. if I were doing these Comic Cons and you had to sit there and just sign autographs all day, I would very, I would consider getting loaded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but well. you're talking to fans and stuff. Jason's like, Leatherface, you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherface, you're going to give us maniacs a bad, bad reputation. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the fans, dude. <laughs> I saw William Shatner from a distance, which was a, cool enough for me. 
because it was like $125 to get a picture with William Shatner, but they made you sit at the end of a long table, and William Shatner was at the other end of the long table. Uh-huh. But I didn't notice that he... I mean, he's 90 years old. I thought, from what I was seeing, he looked great. Well, but I pointed out to my... I was trying to get my daughter. This, this guy over here that everybody's lining up for... He started this. He's a big deal. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to tell her... No, I watched her like... I watched this show ever since I can remember. Oh, whatever, Dad. Yeah. Whoever Bill Shatner is. Uh, I will say, whoever's running the Comic-Con this year, the big names did show up. So that's one problem that... They've had, yeah. And all the cons get lumped into one. And I know that different people manage different ones, and the management has changed from Comic-Con to Comic-Con. I will say, this year, the headline attractions were there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito... Uh, was there? There were pictures on Twitter of uh, William Shatner setting up his own merchant table. Uh, they showed him with his bag. They showed him taking out his stuff, putting it out, like oh, a series of photos. On. Yeah, they were like complimenting him, like, "Oh, even this this guy who I think they even put his um, net worth. It's like a hundred million. And William Shatner's net worth is a hundred million dollars, and he's ninety years old. What the hell is he doing with his Sunday <laughs> afternoon going out? Why would why? For the fans, man. Yeah. Well, that's fine if it's for the fans, but $125 to take a picture sitting six feet away from the from the guy? Mm-hmm. Seems a little excessive. Yeah, definitely. Was the line big to to get pictures of him? Okay, so I that was at a different part of the Comic-Con. The picture part I only heard about. Okay. The You go up and get him to sign like a glossy photo of himself. That, <clears throat> that got, you know... A hundred people in line, probably. Wow. And that was on Sunday, so he'd already been there three days, too. And I don't know what they were charging for, like, an autographed picture. But to take a picture with him, you didn't really get to sit that close. Probably, you know, because of COVID, right? Right. You didn't get to sit very close to William Shatner. But I thought he looked great, you know? The man. The legend himself. That's a show that my dad and I watched together. You wouldn't think my... If you knew my dad, you wouldn't think he was into... He, and he wasn't into Star Trek because he would always say the same thing. We'd sit down and we'd watch Star Trek, and at the end of it, he would say the same thing. It's just a Western set in space. <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry that he never got to see Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like the Comic-Con was successful. The lead singer of a, a one of the most hardcore metal bands, I mean... Cannibal Corpse. I'm going to tell you who it is. The lead singer lost a bunch of weight on Weight Watchers. And I'm just wondering when he gets his commercial as a Weight Watchers spokesperson. Hi, I'm Cannibal Corpse. No, Corpse Grinder. Hi, I'm Corpse Grinder. <laughs> called him Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> his name's not Cannibal. He's in the band Cannibal Corpse, but his name is Corpse Grinder. I'm Corpse Grinder, and I lost 25 pounds. Because I see those Weight Watcher ads with James Corden. It's like, Did he know, only eat vegans? <laughs> because he's a corpse grinder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I've got more. I've got more on the story coming back. Oh, because oh, because he's a cannibal. Yeah, oh, I got you. it. I got it. No. Good job, John. Uh, that was classic comedy. So we'll come back in a second. Also, uh, one rock artist is throwing shade at ACDC, and it's not a rock artist that you would think of as oh that they rock harder than ACDC. Not at all. No. Is it somebody that you wouldn't expect, like Kanye somebody West? Basic, no, it's not Kanye West. It's a classic rock artist, for sure. Okay. But throwing shade about 
ACDC not changing their sound, uh, which is to me one of the greatest things about ACDC. You know, they didn't do power power ballads in the eighties like every other metal band did, um, or hard rock, I should say. But we're going to find out about Corpse Grinder losing a bunch of weight, and uh, also who's the classic rock artist that's shading ACDC. Uh, we'll wait till you hear it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hey, cash code keyword headed your way. We're going to have our first one of the day, and this is the final week to go fund yourself. You can listen for those cash code keywords, enter as many as you can for more chances to win via the KLAQ mobile app. Look for Go Fund Yourself on the KLAQ mobile app. The guy from uh, Cannibal Corp says that he lost like 50 pounds by doing Weight Watchers. Yeah. You know... Normally, I like to check songs to make sure the lyrics are clean, but in this one, it's like Doesn't anybody's matter. guess, right? <laughs> Save it. This is George Corpse Grinder Fisher, who's been the lead singer uh, of Cannibal Corpse since 1995. And he says that his wife and his daughter were doing Weight Watchers, so he just decided to do it during the pandemic and had some good luck with it. Good for him. My question is, uh-huh. come on, Weight Watchers, you cowards. Why aren't you giving Corpse Grinder <laughs> a sponsorship deal? You got James Corden and Jennifer, James Corden and Jennifer Hudson. Also, over at Nutrisystems, they got Marie, Os- uh, Marie Osmond <laughs> locked down. She's a little bit country. You need to have a little bit of rock, rock and roll so right. you guys can get Corpse Grinder. You better snatch him up. Pounds. That's a lot. Snatch him up before... Before Adkins gets off. <laughs> well, he said he got Corpse Grinder said he got up to three hundred and ten pounds and decided, you know, lose a little weight. He did Weight Watchers. Says he lost about fifty pounds. What did so. he do? Uh, cut back, cut back on the corpses. I, don't know. I, th- I think they. Ju- I, how does Weight Watchers work? Are those like prepared sy- meals? I know. Or? I think it's a point system where, like, the foods you have have different points, but you're only allowed to have so many points in a day. Uh, I would tell you the titles of some of the uh, Cannibal Corpse song catalog, but most of them I can't say. (laughs) Um, And let's talk about Sting, who seemed to throw some shade at some other classic rockers, including ACDC and the Rolling Stones. Sting? Sting stung? Sting from the police. Um... In a new interview, Sting says that bands are for kids and that you're supposed to go solo once you grow up. <laughs> Here, put on some Sting real quick. Let's hear one of Sting's bangers. All right. Mm. 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 Oh, it hits hard. It still hits just as hard. Um, I don't think any grown man can be in a band, actually. A band is a teenage gang. Who wants to be in a teenage gang when you're knocking 70? It doesn't allow you to evolve. Uh, Sting went on to say, you have to obey the rules and the gestalt of the band. As much as I love the Rolling Stones and ACDC, it's hard to see growth in their music. Sting was in the police from ages 26 to 32. What? He was only in the band for like six years? No, come on. Mm-hmm. 
Is that possible that Sting was only in the police? Yeah, but those were the, that was a rock in six years. Yeah, it was kind of rocking. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of rocking. You couldn't put it up against ACDC. I mean, this is what ACDC gives you. They're just very different bands. Yeah, now play like, Message in a Bottle. <laughs> I send an SOS. <laughs> I send an Roxanne. That's the thing. Every I th- breath you take. <laughs> Uh, he says that he does love the Stones and ACDC, and so he's not really slagging them, but let's be honest. I would rather listen to ACDC, even if they sound exactly the same. Okay. Taking Phil Coll- I'm not no, Sting, let's taking, taking Sting out of the equation, do you agree with his sentiment in the sense that, yeah, a band that just is together the whole time are stuck into their template? And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean... If ACDC had, you know, Broken adjusted the with the times, they would have done like a disco tune, which right. the Stones kind of did in the 70s. They kind of had some disco sounding stuff when power ballads and glam bands of the 80s, right. you know, ACDC didn't do that. They stuck with ACDC. what their fans yeah. loved, right? They were ACDC from start to finish. Um, so let's let's go back Sting just for a minute. Sting's great. The police are great. He's probably not trying to be disrespectful, but this was one of, you know, this was a big solo hit for him after he left the police. So I thought we would compare it to his most recent album, which came out in 2021. Yeah, let's see the growth of See what kind of slappers he's got on the uh, 2021 release, The Bridge. All right, well, maybe we just got kind of a downbeat one. Let's try the title track <laughs> from this one. You got to be fair about it. <laughs> this slaps hard. <laughs> if that was what I did in a band when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't see any need to ever change. It's like, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm not just dump it on Sting. I realized that, you know, they were <laughs> Sting goes hard in his own way. Yeah? Yeah. He goes hard in the paint sometimes. Hey, Joanna, I'm, this is like a last minute thing, but I've got some good news, bad news. I wasn't sure I was oh, going to cool. have this. If I give you a second, could you set up uh, for sure. the background for some good news, bad news? Anyway, yeah. Sting says you're in a band when you're young, good and news. then if you want to grow any, <laughs> you've got to go out as a solo artist bad or you en- end up like ACDC. That, when Buzz saw this, he was outraged. <laughs> no, not outraged. Sting? What is he saying about ACDC? Who the hell does Sting think he is? Yeah. Keep You're Sting, ACDC's dude. ACDC's name out, out your, your effing mouth, <laughs> Sting. You know what? I'm not going to buy any more of his old records. It's my own way to defund the police. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the police and Sting are great. That was good. In their own genre. That was good. Yeah. But ACDC's always been great. They shouldn't change. Um, you ready for some good news, bad news of the week? Yep, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll take a look at some news stories that made some headlines already this week or in the past few days. Both the positive and negative side of each of our stories here in the good news, bad news of the week. 
Bad news uh, out of the nation's largest city. Hate crimes in New York City have increased by 76%. Hate crimes specifically are up. That's terrible. New York officials want to decrease hate crimes, so they've got a program. They're urging New Yorkers to only assault people they love. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of assaulting people. Mm -hmm. Good news, all right. Will Smith is in India, mm-hmm. where he is counsel- being counseled by a spiritual guru. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah, so Will yeah. Smith in India. Bad news. The bad news, Will says that he especially wants to learn more about that one goddess with all the arms because he admires her ability to slap multiple people at one time. <laughs> oh, poor Will. Good news. The Toyota Car Company, guys, is developing a rover to be used for the first time we send a man to Mars. Oh, cool. Good for them. Eventually, I guess it'll happen, and Toyota's developing the rover for the first first man on Mars. Mm -hmm. Oh, bad news. Porsche is doing the same thing, except for the first time we send a man who's a douchebag to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Musk? Good news. And uh, good news, there was a Golden Girls convention in Chicago over the weekend. Yeah. The Golden Girls had a, a their own convention over the weekend. Golden Con. Bad news, though. What? Yeah, the bad news, uh, 13 Blanches were arrested for lewd behavior, so <laughs> mm, wild, wild weekend. Thank you. Dang. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And here is Nico Jimian with today's news headlines. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The Supreme Court faced a major test of the First Amendment on Monday. Joe Kennedy, a Bremerton High School football coach, was suspended by the school in 2015 over post-game prayers in the field. And now he's asking the justices to affirm the right of public school employees to pray aloud while on the job, even within view of students as they coach or teach. The Supreme Court's conservative majority on Monday suggested Kennedy's prayers likely fell short of illegal government establishment. But several justices raised concerns about the potential the students face when compelled to pray to play. For nearly two hours, the Pray just, to play? That they, they, they feared that the potential that students might have uh, feared that they wouldn't be able to play unless they prayed. That there would be a, right. a social pressure to do it. Have things changed that much when I was... When I was in high school and playing sports, every team had some kind of prayer, and oh, it seems like that's only increased. <laughs> like on the field, like we would do it, but now it's like in the center of the field. It feels like in Texas, no, praying no, before no, or after. Sir. You think it's a big no-no? When yeah. I first heard this story, Buzz, I immediately thought of you and how you said that one of your coaches would pray, like, "Oh, let's all well, you know yeah, give us some strength to play this game." But then you would hear the other coach. No, no, th- my coach. Uh, would we'd have like a little prayer before the game, and everybody'd gather around, and he'd say, "Now listen, I'm I'm going to pray, but I'm not going to ask God to help us win, because that's that's probably what they're doing on the other side, <laughs> and that puts God in a tough spot. <laughs> so right, <laughs> I don't want to make God. So coach, us. coach would say a prayer, and you know, pray that we all do our best, and nobody be injured, and, you know, but he wouldn't ask us to win, and it pissed me off to the point where I was like, coach, if the other coach is asking God to help him win, we should, we should too. (laughs) Did you guys win a lot or lose a lot? Eh, 
you know. It's 50-50. He was listening half the time. About 50-50, probably. (laughs) Well, for nearly two hours, the justices wrestled with the First Amendment, which says both that the government can't establish religion, but also that it can't impede free exercise of the same thing which is your religion. Well, I mean, there's a difference between a coach saying, I'm going to pray, and if you want to join me, as opposed to everybody gather around, we're doing this as a team, everybody's right. going to pray, uh, let's take it out on the 50-yard line so everybody can see us praying. That which seems can- to be what the justices were saying, and that what the, this specific coach did probably doesn't rise to the level of um, a, a public employee praying on, on I mean, public ground. What, but, are you, what are you going to do if you have uh, a coach who's a Muslim and every bit as devout as this Christian coach is, and he, he wants the players to go out and face Mecca and you know whatever you do in a that would Muslim be terrible. People situation, would uh, be people would probably be upset, and you'd say, well, you know, this is a Christian country, but there are parts of like Michigan where, that mm-hmm. have so many. Uh, Muslims who've come over from other countries, yeah, that would be a real issue if you had a bunch of uh, kids on your sports program who aren't Christians. What are they supposed to do? Right, and there's entire Jewish neighborhoods in cities like New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. So what would you do? Look, I don't want to be a wet blanket, and I know there are some places where the makeup is is essentially 100% Christian, so it's probably not an issue in a lot of these towns that it might be in other cities. But it's, you know, I think the best policy is you just – keep all that stuff private and you don't require students to do it was mm-hmm. this coach requiring students to do it or he just wanted to do it it doesn't sound like i think he it's was all right requiring. like if you want to do it and you want to invite anybody who feels like doing it fine but other but, the other justices you know, noted that somebody's going to retaliate the problem with it with what some of the parents had were that the coach did it on his own and then like a few students would follow and at the end of like the season all the students all the players went and followed because they feared if they didn't go pray, they, they wouldn't going be able to play in the next game. Right. So he's doing it. Was there s- any reason for them to believe that? Like the coach had well, told Once them? everybody starts to do it, then, you, right. then you're obviously the one left out. If you're going to be like not the one praying with everybody, uh, then you stand out. Oh, so you're talking about peer pressure. Yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> peer pressure. Is it oh, right. peer, pressure? That's peer pressure? Or specifically they that the coach said, you don't pray, pray I'm going to no. bench you. Just that they felt like, hey, yeah. I need to do it. Right. Yeah, there are worse things, I guess, you could be peer pressured yeah, into doing. Kennedy's attorney, Paul Clement, argued that the coach's prayer was personal, fleeting, and barely even audible, lasting just seconds as many players were leaving the field. Oh. Meanwhile, the school district argued that Kennedy's involvement of students within full view of hundreds of the spectators there on many occasions crossed the line, effectively delivering, delivering religious messages as a public employee. Lower courts previously sided with the school district. And now the Supreme, it's the Supreme Court's decision, which they'll have by the end of the month. And Here, wh- where did this take place? Uh, this took place at Bremer- Bremerton High School. In? Uh, it does not say. I, see, I think it probably varies based on where you are, the size of the school As long as we're in man. America, separation of church and state, man. I got I got a feeling that the the smaller the community and the more rural or the more in Texas it is, the more likely that students are. Yeah, definitely that's something we do. Here's the coach Joe Kennedy saying that the First Amendment affords him the right to express himself. Here's his attorney Paul Clement telling the justices that the prayer was a private expression. But attorney Richard Katsky, who represents the school district, told the justices that the very nature of Kennedy's prayers were public. Katsky also said that the prayers had ramifications. Wow. Washington State. Washington State. Thank you. Bremerton High School is. Wow. 
God, it just seems like every sporting event I go to, somebody's, you know, gathered in a huddle and it looks like they're praying. That's probably not a public school one. You know, or a football player's got John 316 written in the eye black underneath his eyes. You've seen that before, right? No. <laughs> okay, have. you know what the... You, you have? Sure, yeah. yeah. Boy, you really don't watch any sports, do you? Not right? high school. We're in no, Texas. No, no, they do that in college in the pros. They do? Tim Tebow, I think, did it. I mean, I know oh, that yeah, his... he totally <clears throat> did something, I think. But we're in Texas. We're in Texas. And it's like football central. Here, oh, that's right. So. Friday Night Lights. <clears throat> yes. All right, former President Donald Trump has been held in civil contempt for his failure to comply with a subpoena issued by the New York Attorneys General. In a bench ruling Monday, Judge Arthur Engoren ruled that there was no evidence that former President Trump had conducted a proper, thorough search for items that might be relevant <laughs> to the subpoena. What, do you want me to go through all the toilets? <laughs> <laughs> and he said that what his attorney offered as evidence of compliance was woefully insufficient. Engren imposed a daily fine of $10,000 until the former president is fully compliant or offers sufficient proof he has nothing more to turn over. What did they want? Like some of the documents that he took from the White House and tried to flush it down the toilet? I think a lot of different documents. Uh, Trump attorney Alina Haba, in a statement, said, we respectfully disagree with the court's decision. <laughs> oh, well, as long as you disagree, I guess you don't have to. 10000 a day, though? Ten thousand what dollars? Dollars. Do you think that will even scratch him or no? I don't know. I think I feel like the Trump organization has just been hemorrhaging money. Maybe. I mean, they've also probably, uh, you know, do you see a lot of Donald Trump branded things other than Donald Trump? No, I haven't seen any stakes or ties lately. <laughs> ties. Yeah. Right. Russia's foreign ministers warned Western powers not to underestimate the real risk of nuclear conflict. <laughs> Did I say it wrong again? I don't know. Try it again. The real risk of nuclear conflict if they continue to funnel weapons to Ukraine in what he says is an undeclared proxy war. Here's Sergei Lavrov. Whoops. That's, that's Jen, Jen Psaki that's talking Jen about possible sanctions. But let's hear Jen Psaki talk about sanctions. Maybe his hot young girlfriend who looks like she could be a teenager. <laughs> they kept showing this, this chick that they said was Putin's mistress. Gymnast. Gymnast. Young. Flexible. Very flexible. Within, within hours of his remarks, explosions were heard inside the sovereign borders of Moldova. Ukrainian officials believe Russia is launching false flag operations in the pro-Russian rebel-controlled enclave of Transnistria. And this is you just sound a, like made up places. Moldova, Transnistria. <laughs> I'm sure they would think Okmulgee, Oklahoma is just <laughs> made, made up. <laughs> in order to justify widening their imperial assault into a second nation. The breakaway region of Transnistria, which had been funded by Russia for decades, has a population of almost half a million, a third of whom identify as Russian, but with large Moldovan and Ukrainian minorities. Monday evening, a RPG launcher discarded at the scene of the Moldova attack of a type used by Russia and not Ukraine clearly bore a Z symbol, which we know is now associated with the Russian military. Z is associated with the Russian military. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen Z marked on all the tanks over there in Russia or any clips from Ukraine. And they're usually Russian tanks or, or armored vehicles. Yeah, but I didn't know who they were for. I thought because the Ukrainian guy's name starts with a Z. No, Zelensky? I think this stands for a Russian word for victory. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. A federal judge in Louisiana is temporarily blocking the Biden administration from ending Title 42. The public health policy is being used to expedite de deportations at the U.S.-Mexico border. 
and President Biden promised it'll end in the last week of May. However, more than 20 states have asked the court to block the administration from ending the policy, and the Justice Department, they've refused. A dozen Republican lawmakers visited the border in Texas earlier Monday, calling on Democrats to help keep the policy in place. Texas filed a separate case seeking to block the end of Title 42. A federal judge has yet to rule on that case. But this comes as new figures show that the number of migrants at the southern border, it's shot up to a record 200,000 in March alone. The most recent peak the agency encountered was over 200,000 migrants in July of 2021. Under Title 42, officials expelled 100,000 migrants and there were 12,000 expulsions under the Title 8 authority, which I guess is the normal authority to expel. I got a serious question. Does Mexico allow people to seek asylum in Mexico? No, there is a law. Because it seems like they ought to be, you know, like if if we do it because as part of international protocol, should Mexico do it as well? Oh, that they should take, uh, like, Americans who apply for asylum? No, 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 that's not what I had in mind. But, so, a lot of the asylum seekers are not coming from Mexico. In fact, they, they have, I think there's a rule called OTM, mm-hmm. other than Mexico. So, if you came up, and let's say you came up from Guatemala, and you said, well, I'm persecuted or in danger, I'm seeking asylum, I'm a refugee, you come up from Guatemala through Mexico, couldn't they just Stop. Well, yeah, right. Ask Mexico, Mexico for not asylum. That bad. No, but we really want the United States. We really want that one. Right. If you're seeking asylum, it seems like you'd be willing to, to go take anywhere. It's whatever safe. you could get. Yeah. And since you're already in Mexico, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but I guess unless you have family or something, yeah, I think the, but, you know the golden ring you're trying to get is the USA, right? <laughs> for some people, yeah. Well, high winds and dry conditions continue to whip up wildfires across the country, from Arizona to Florida. In rural Nebraska, a prairie fire has already killed one person and injured 15 firefighters and destroyed half a dozen structures. Firefighters there managed to make some progress Monday as winds were lighter across the Midwest. Firefighters aren't resting, though. Temperatures are expected to be 20 degrees warmer today with higher winds returning. The breakdown of active fires include four in New Mexico, three in Colorado, and one each in Florida, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Texas. More than 1,300 square miles have burned so far this year, and officials at the National Interagency Fire Center, they say that the amount of land destroyed to date outpaces the entire 10-year average by about 30%. Do you think a reason we don't have, like, huge wildfires you know, in El Paso is because there's just not enough. There's nothing to burn. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's desert scrub. We get brush fires. The, sure, you get a brush fire, but for these big blazes to get going, I just don't think we have enough vegetation for it. You're kind of from the Midwest, Buzz. Do you have like prairie prairie land? Mm-hmm. Is that just and will those catch fire? Mm-hmm. Just the yeah. whole grasses? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine if you have a lot of vegetation, that's yeah. They'd good. have to shut down like the turnpike and stuff because there's big fire out of control. Really. And this has been thirty. It years. feels like it's different, it, though. It, it, yeah, I don't think, I don't think where I grew up was real wildfire central, but I can definitely remember. And there was there was a sign on the on the Tur- Turner Turnpike between Tulsa and Oklahoma that said, told motorists, uh, "Don't drive into smoke." <laughs> and but it was a uh, you know it's like when it's one hundred and four degrees and you see a street sign that says "Bridges may ice over before the road." Yeah, thanks it for telling me It was up all the time. Yeah. Don't drive into the smoke. So it was big enough of a concern that they had a permanent sign up there for a while. Ooh. 
Oh, man. Well, speaking of... But, I mean, sure, buildings and houses can catch on fire, and you can have some minor fires, but we don't have, like, a big raging out-of-control fire like they do up in Ridoso, even. Right. Well, Probably because there's just not enough stuff to really let, let it spread. My mom and I watched the first episode of Reservation Dogs, and I was telling her, yeah. oh, this is where Buzz's hometown is. This is all the film. And she said, it's so green. It's, it must be very it's called, lush. called green country. It is called green country? Really? The eastern, the northeastern corner. So if you imagine Oklahoma as a, as a rectangle, not counting the panhandle because that's, you know. Nobody the counts them. Nobody counts the panhandle. There's nothing there. <laughs> but the upper northeast corner is, is very lush and green. And then out in the western part, it's much more prairie and even almost gets almost into a little desert thing down in the southwest corner. Well, I would say if you're around all that green, you probably don't have to worry too much about fire. Um, I don't know. I mean, I consider Rudosa pretty green and they have fire problems. And it's been getting drier. In, no, it's been getting yeah. a lot drier. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Hollywood news and entertainment notes with Joanna Barba on the way. In just a few moments, and in about 30 minutes, another cash code keyword for you to go fund yourself. Woo! This is the final week that we're giving away $2,000 a day. Also, up to $10,000 is a grand prize you could win. As soon as you hear a cash code keyword that's new to you, enter it on the KLAQ mobile app under Go Fund Yourself, and you could be a daily $2,000 winner, possibly winner of the $10,000. Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to ask Emily, if you win the 2000 can you still win Yeah, the right. <laughs> if you win the 2000 are you still eligible to win the 10000 That's a great question. I like our answer better. <laughs> our, our answer is possibly. Maybe, maybe not. All right, uh, we're going to get into entertainment, but Nico had one other entertainment story and it has to do with the uh, fan voting for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I do. There's less than a week left for fans to vote for inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right now, Duran Duran and Eminem lead fan voting. Duran Duran has more than 900,000 votes. Eminem, he's got 600,000 just days before the voting ends. You know, you could say a lot of things about Eminem, but He's worthy not. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm not sure. Well, who are the other bands? Is there anybody more worthy than Duran Duran? Sure. Other contenders include Pat Benatar. Benatar? Ba- Benatar. Mm-hmm. The Eurythmics. Okay. And Dolly Parton, even though she said she, she no longer said, wants right, to be in Dolly the Dolly said... I, what I would love a lot of these artists to say, hey, I'm flattered, but I'm not, not a rock artist. Yeah, that would be the like sincerest thing to that do. That would make me like all of the these artists that are up that I don't think really, uh, they should just call it like the pop music hall of fame, I guess. Or just music. Or just the music hall of fame. Right. But. What do you think about Duran Duran, though? Worthy of rock and roll hall of fame? Out of all the bands you named, yeah, I'd say they're probably as were if it's going to be one of them. Their James Bond theme was pretty dope. View to a kill. View to a kill. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't want to be too snobby about it, but it seems like Duran Duran was kind of you know exclusively eighties band. <laughs> you know, it was like once the eighties started, it's like oh this 
this music's going to be all over the radio. But the minute it turned uh, January 1st, 1990, it's like, okay, this this music is no longer relevant. Sting is like, they should have gone solo. <laughs> That's right. They should have gone They should have grown more. So uh, voting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fan vote ends this Friday. You can get your vote in on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's website right now. Time for entertainment news and notes from Hollywood. Here is Joanna Barba to bring us all of today's entertainment news. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Carrie Elways, you know, Wesley and the Princess Bride. I always known him as uh, Robin Hood from Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's a good one, too. Yeah. I, know I always him knew as him as Farm Boy. Farm That's boy. also from... No. Why would... <laughs> Farm Boy. <laughs> That's a Princess Bride as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's also Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you? What were you going to say? You know him as the, guy like from the Saw. victim from Saw. Yeah, the first <laughs> Saw. The movie. first Saw. What, he played a doctor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got bitten on the finger by a rattlesnake on Saturday while doing yard work at home in Malibu. He had to be airlifted to UCLA's medical center for immediate attention. Luckily for Carrie, his finger was saved, and he posted a photo yesterday morning of the injury and added the caption. Bit not by a R-O-U-S, but a rattlesnake. Grateful to the staff of Malibu Urgent Care, LA County Fire Department, and the staff and medical professionals at UCLA for their great care. I'm recovering well, thanks to all these wonderful folks. R-O-U-S is rodents of unusual size, but I don't think they exist. I don't think they exist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like many, Buzz can quote that whole entire movie. movie. Right? Yeah. I was about to ask, how many Princess Bride quotes are in that brain of yours? No Probably. more rhymes. I mean it. Probably Does anybody more. Want a peanut? <laughs> Probably more than what his password oh, occupies uh, in his brain. Oh, the, any useful information has gone out the the window. Has been replaced <laughs> by Princess Bride quotes. Um, mm-hmm. Getting bit on the by a rattlesnake. I once read a statistic that ER said that almost every rattlesnake bite that they get is almost exclusively male. And almost always involves alcohol. That the person who got bit was drinking. Well, I, usually a male, and usually, usually a male, drinking. Almost always, like in the ninety-nine percentile, it's males who get bit by rattlesnakes, and that most of the time alcohol is involved. Well, Which is not like to say Carrie, that Carrie always. Right. Well, it drinking. said he was doing yard. He work. was doing yard work. First of all, don't you move to Malibu to get away from snakes? That's a good point. Like, I don't think there should be Mal- Malibu snakes. <laughs> Catalina's snakes. got a real snake problem, man. I usually go up for the wine mixer. <laughs> the, uh, the Catalina the wine F mixer? Wine mixer? Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> ever since I heard they got, a pro- they got a real snake problem on that entire island. Oh, screw that. A bunch of people on Twitter randomly called for Chris Pratt's Star-Lord character from Guardians of the Galaxy to be recast while director James Gunn wasn't having any of it. The tweet in question said, Marvel, hear me out. Just replace him. With side-by-side images of Chris and Patrick Wilson. James (laughs) replied, quote, for what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? Chris would never be replaced as Star-Lord, but if he ever was, we would all be going with him. What's the beef against Chris Pratt again? Yeah, what's going they on? They call him the worst Chris. Why? Is, is it because... Even if he was the worst Chris, those are still pretty good Chris's. Is it because of his <laughs> um, 
his ex and the the thing with his son? That's, I think, one of the reasons. Somebody did chime in and said that Chris is a member of a homophobic church. Oh, the Hillsong. Right, to yeah. which Jim James replied saying, he isn't. I know the church he currently goes to. Do you? The answer is you don't. But you heard from someone who heard from someone who heard from someone else where he goes to church and decided, yeah, okay, I'll believe this terrible thing I heard online about this celebrity. Yeah, he's got a point. That's how all the world works, right? Basically. So it sounds like James I, 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 I'm only vaguely aware that some people have a problem with Chris Pratt, but I couldn't really put my finger on what it is. So. I don't know what it is, but I have a problem with Chris Pratt. Do you? Yeah, I don't know, man. What's your problem? What's your beef? Where's the beef? I don't know. I just don't like him. What do you think? Like, and then when because, they did that whole mouse associated- rat thing... When they were releasing the Mouse Rat album, and he was like, "Well, I'm not going to promote it because they didn't tell me to." But Aww. he's all like, "But I hope that other people who worked hard on it can get the recognition they deserve." And it's like, "You're Chris Pratt. You can give it the recognition that it deserves." Do you feel like he's just getting a little more douchey? Kind of. Like the higher his star is rising. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, <laughs> but do you cancel somebody because your perception of them is they're getting a little more douchey? I'm not the one canceling him. Other people are. And what was the deal with James Gunn? What, didn't they want him off of the franchise for a while as well? James well, they Gunn? did. They they did take is him off. Who, is that who came to his defense? Yes. The director right. and writer. And for what was his issue? God, it's past, I don't remember. Past it, tweets. Oh, he oh. tweeted something like yeah. 10 years ago that took yes. people off? Okay. I think homophobic. But he said they were supposed to be jokes. They were dumb, and he he regretted it. But Disney had immediately taken them off uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. As a response to old tweets? It was a response to the kind of... It was kind of the meat right in the middle of the Me Too stuff. So that's when he went to make Suicide Squad for DC. And just turned out so good that they're like, well, we'll let you back. Wait, who says Suicide Squad was good? Lots I say of, it's lots good. Of people have said Me it's and good. my friends. The first one? Not no, the first one. The, the second new one. one. Did you see it? Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. It was James Gunn's <laughs> version of it, man. It was awesome. Had good music. D- you actually saw it, though. I actually saw it. Yeah. Okay. I thought well, you what's the big monster together? that's trying to destroy uh, Cordomalto? First of all, if you knew DC, it was Starro, one of the Justice League's greatest foes from out of space, outer space. It was a giant starfish. It was the, it was his name is Starro, okay? Okay. All right. I, I'll grant you. His I name is Starro, Buzz. Yeah. Seriously. Play the neckline call where the guy says you're a hater for Marvel or for DC. I, I just wasn't aware that we, we had agreed <laughs> that Suicide Squad was a great movie. I didn't know we had to agree. It was better than the first freaking hater. Give it that. <laughs> Not a hater. You're, I just your refrigerator is full of no, hater. No, no. If I were a hater, <laughs> let me see if I can find this call since you. Bring and you have it up. the worst flavors of haterade too. Grape. <laughs> Grape is great. Sorry. Really? Lemonade. That's the one that's not good. They have a Gatorade lemonade. Kinda, I think. So. Or the lemon lime. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Buzz, you're a hater. <laughs> Batman was easily the greatest movie. Ever, dog. <laughs> and like, just the difference between Marvel and DC. In Marvel, they laugh about a guy cutting his hair. In DC, we laugh about a guy getting a pencil shoved straight through his eyeball. Yeah, that's the difference. Which one's darker? 
Yeah, I don't think I need to explain. <laughs> Nico, you're the man. Buzz. <laughs> 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 I just got a raspberry from Stoner Guy. Thank you, Stoner Guy. My man. Hilarious. No, I'll admit, when a movie's good, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were very, very good. You don't have imagination. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I'm going to wa- I'm gonna rewatch the Robert Pattinson Batman to see if I like it more the second and time. And let's rewatch Suicide Squad. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Nah, I don't guess so. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we probably have to take a break. Yes. Do you have more entertainment she news? Does. We did. We yeah. were going to talk about CinemaCon. Ah, all right. We'll talk about CinemaCon. And Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Yeah, I was hearing y'all talk about ACDC and the members and stuff. Nico, I take my You're the Man stuff back. <laughs> Dude, you got to know the members of ACDC, bro. <laughs> Come on. All right. Oh, he I takes lost it back, the, Nico. The only fan I had. It's like <laughs> a real roller coaster ride of emotions <laughs> right. with Stoner Guy. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, The rest of today's entertainment news on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Since we couldn't get to all of the entertainment news in one sitting, we're rolling things over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what else, Joanna? Bad Robot is revving its engines for the Hot Wheels movie. The J.J. Abrams production banner will produce the movie based on the car-centric toy line from Mattel Films and Warner Brothers. All right, I'm going to ask an honest uh-huh. question. And while Joanne is doing the rest of the story, think about it. Okay. Has there ever been a, a objectively good movie based on a toy? Yep, Lego movie. Oh. Lego movie is uh, great. Okay. Oh, and it has Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, it does have Chris Pratt. I didn't love the Lego movie. Lego Batman, also great. You didn't like the Lego movie? Yeah. You didn't it was think funny. everything is awesome? Everything I, is awesome. No, I, I didn't even get through it, so I, I guess I watched it on TV, but only like 30 minutes, and then it's like... It's really I'm funny. Just, I, yeah, I, it's really good. Do you not like Joy? He doesn't have imagination, so anything that's not realistic, anything that's anthropomorphized, it's like he thinks it's dumb. It's cartoons like, are mostly for kids. They're not. Okay. Didn't well, you watch like all of Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, man, but that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> and I love The Simpsons. True. So. I, okay, I guess I would say cartoon movies aimed at kids. I just don't feel like I'm the audience for that, so maybe it is a good movie. Anything that requires an imagination, you are not the audience for You don't have imagination. Yeah. I like all kinds. Of, I like... No. Come on, I like Marvel movies. I like Star Wars like, movies. You only like a certain yeah, but you subset. Also like to nitpick at them and be like, well, he well, does I don't that like for- my superheroes to be having magic powers. Yeah. Well, newsflash, Jonah, he nitpicks whether he likes it or not. Okay, so anyway, they're going to make a movie about Hot Wheels. Yes. I feel like that the, the pitch for that sounds like it's like, how is this different from Cars? That, that's a good question. Yeah. How is that different than Cars? Great. Glad you asked that. Hannah Minghella, Bad Robots, president of Motion Picture, said before Hot Wheels became the global household name it is today, it was the dream of Elliot Handler, who was inventing and building toy cars at his home in his Southern California garage. It's that imagination, passion, and risk-taking spirit that we want to capture in this film. Bad Robot is J.J. Abrams' company, mm-hmm. right? 
I said that in the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bad Robot has a rich overall deal with Warner Brothers Discovery running through 2024. Under the pact, Bad Robot is working on several projects, including a Superman movie with writer Tanishi Coates and an adaptation of Dr. Seuss's Oh, The Places You'll Go with John Chu attached to direct. Finally, Hollywood studios and cinema operators are gathered together this week in Las Vegas for CinemaCon, the annual convention hosted by National Association of Theater Owners. This year is especially crucial for exhibitors as they try to emerge from the ravage of the COVID-19 pandemic and compete with streamers. Sony put on a spectacular opening night show as it took a well-deserved victory lap for Spider-Man No Way Home and teased its upcoming slate with impressive footage from Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt and showing the first 15 minutes of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Sony also announced that there will be the next installments to the Ghostbusters and Venom franchises, but no details were announced, followed quickly by the announcement that Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, best known as global superstar Bad Bunny, will star as Marvel anti-hero comic character El Muerto. He'll be the first what? Latino actor to lead a Marvel live-action film. El Muerto will hit theaters on January 12th of 2024. Bad Bunny's going to be in the Marvel Bad Bunny! Universe? Is El Muerto a fairly recent Marvel character? I don't know. Um, Let's see. Well, this year, all five major Hollywood studios plus Lionsgate and Neon are touting their upcoming slates during their time on stage inside the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. CinemaCon runs April 25th through the 28th. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. All right, I got a few neckline calls uh, on deck. Yeah, who's the superhero El Muerto? I can't find it. I think it might be original. Oh, they, maybe they just made up a comic yeah. book character for, for Bad, Bad Bunny to play? Yeah, they're calling it a new Marvel hero. Ah. But according to Marvel's official site, he has superhuman strength. El Muerto is a wrestler whose powers are handed down by ancestry in the form of a mask, a lucha mask. Oh. <gasps> I love that bunny. Hey, y- give this to me. Whenever, Mar- whenever a Marvel thing comes out that isn't good, I'll say so. It's not like I'll go to bat for Morbius, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, I told you Morbius was off. Well, you're more willing to criticize things, even if you like them, but... You you don't like things like magic. You 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 like Marvel, but you have a subset of things that you like. So well, even when they deal with something that's magical or supernatural, they or they at least try to make some kind of explanation. Like, oh, these aren't the actual; these aren't Norse gods. They're an advanced race of aliens okay, that have an interdimensional portal. <laughs> I don't. Okay, Joanna, it's because I'm I'm in the middle of watching the CW's Flash and the Green Arrow. And okay. Legends of Tomorrow. Anyways, they're really good Those adaptations. Are good shows, yeah. But they're they're kind of cheesy, and you just have to have a big imagination. You have to be like, okay, I don't care that you're running through time in different places, and right. you ended up on Earth two, and a different Earth is coming out of this dimensional hole. You just have to go with it. Just like be like, yeah, whatever. I'm not even going to try and make sense of it. Just just let your imagination. I guess run I, free. okay. My preference is movies that have, and they could be fantastic, or they could be set in space, but. That they at least obey their own the their own logic, 
So whatever your setup is, say it's Star Wars. Oh, there's Jedi, and they can do all these superhuman things, but then it's not like all of a sudden, oh, and they can also go from one dimension and bring back all the helpers they need from the other. At that point, I'm you're I'm pretty losing. sure the, the, the force power of Luke Skywalker... Joanna, look out the window. What's, what? what's going on over there? Oh, no. There's like no. big billowing smoke... Oh, Within an hour after we talked about how we don't have fires. big fires in El Paso, but we don't get any fires but that's here. That's black smoke, and we it's coming over fire. from it's coming don't. over from where like maybe a Sarco I used to be it. in the old days. But that's you, that's not normal. You don't normally it could see be a that. controlled fire. We don't know. I guess so. It's just big. But look black... how windy it is out there. Right, it's super windy. Uh, the forecast said winds 15 to 20 miles an hour. It looks like it's a little windier than that. I but thought my house would blow away last night. There's also <laughs> billowing black smoke that continues to just spread. Maybe somebody just is celebrating 420 a little late. Uh, okay. I don't know what they're smoking that gets black billows of clouds going, but um, anyway, I just wanted to see if you'd notice that. had any idea what was going on over I there. I don't. I'll find out, I'm sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Nico, are you sad that Elon Musk bought Twitter? <laughs> are you sad because conservatives can't get banned anymore? I'm pretty sure you are. Is the caller right, Nico? Are you sad today? No. Because Elon Musk bought I, Twitter. I don't think I ever said, maybe, maybe I said offhandedly or in a flippant way. I was like, oh, sad. But no, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm not even on Twitter. I was gonna. Well, ask. I, I, I have a pro- you were. I have my profile, but I just—it's the last social media that what I was think that of. That whole intro you made Buzz do when you would come in. I, I this is follow Nico's him, Nico. Follow him on Nico's news. No, it was uh, fake. My I had a fake news Twitter. I'd post like like fake news headlines that I would write up. But um, but no. you're saying on the totem pole of social media, Twitter's <laughs> not at the top for me. For you. For me, yeah, yeah. But I know other people that that's where their friends are. I love how so for Buzz, it's always like a totem pole. Things are always yeah. in order. Yeah. <laughs> I have great respect for Native American culture. <laughs> There's no participation trophies here. Rank your social media based on your own personal usage. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. and actually, So I'm Facebook a, first. No, they're about the same right now. I'm, a, I'm honestly very off my socials lately. I need to... Need to start being more active, but uh, Joanna, what would you? You're probably a TikToker, right? I am no Instagram. Instagram, all Instagram right. Instagram. Are you the on the reels now? Into the reels? Into the reels, man! I made Buzz do a reel the other day. Instagram copied TikToks, kind of. Follow us. What, what is the official? It's a small video like TikTok, just a short video. Oh, okay. But you can do it on Instagram. Uh, yeah. So they approved the sale. Elon Musk, I guess officially owns Twitter now or mm-hmm. you know it's going through or whatever and he said that he's very much against he's an absolutist when it comes to free speech yes so then he, getting like, kicked off Twitter is not a free speech issue though it's not some people would argue that these media companies are so powerful they essentially constitute a public utility but I would agree I mean you, that some of them do uh, and that they're, they're almost a monopoly. Yeah, that they're the, like the only ones that provide some of these services. But at the same time, I think that it's not up to us to demand them to change things. It's up to the government to to regulate them. I think the first thing a lot of people think when they hear, all right, Elon Musk said that he's against censorship. He's going to let Trump get back on Twitter. But Trump said yesterday in an interview that he doesn't want to get back on Twitter because he's got his own 
uh, social media site. He's sticking with the truth. Which I guess he still hasn't joined. Like he himself still hasn't joined uh, Truth Social. Mm-mm. He is not a member. No? Of, wasn't there? He's he, not a member of Truth Social yet. But he plans to, and this is the media site that he. I guess, like, he probably doesn't have anything to do with the day-to-day operation. No, you know who the chairman is? Uh, Devin Nunez. Oh, all right. Former California congressman. I don't know how much Trump is really into his own social media site, because he knew what Twitter was called. Like, he would always tell, you know, he knew what Twitter was, but anytime he talks about truth social, it seems like he's kind... It's like how I sound when I talk about social media. I'm not sure. What's it called? Tic Tac? What, what is it? <laughs> truth Social. It's truth and it's essential. It's truth essential. Hello, I'm just calling in to comment about the Bill Murray story. And yesterday, um, Buzz kept mentioning that if Bill Murray didn't intend to do anything harmful, well, it doesn't matter what Bill Murray intended. It's how it's perceived or received by the person he touched or made the comments towards. Uh, I think it's both. I think it's, you know, your intent, but also how it's received and the specific out. Well, the the allegations are very specific other than he would playfully uh, touch women that some women, and that could be a few or it could be one, you know, complained about it and they shut down the production on this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Your 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 argument is that it doesn't matter whether he was trying to be se- no it matters whether he was trying to be sexual or not if he wasn't trying to be sexual with these women and it was just good natured Bill Murray comedy um, then maybe you well know, let's he, take a person who's who's just by nature a hugger you give people a hug well if you who are you talking about me or somebody else because I, I feel like that I was don't want to dr- make it personal I feel like that was dr- no I mean, no just somebody who's very, like I'm a hugger that's a thinly veiled reference. I feel like your safer move is is not to be a hugger anymore at this I point. Don't. But if somebody's like, always, I just always hug everybody or I hug my, you know. Well, if you hug everybody and then one person is like, hey, you violated my personal space. I don't think that automatically makes that person uh, guilty of anything. Sure. I'd agree with Because that. their intent wasn't malicious. But it sounds like it was multiple women and multiple instances so it's not just one instance of the hug it's giving the hug a couple different times somebody complained we don't know how many people that was but there were people sources on the set of this movie saying yeah it always seemed to be couched in comedy but but bill murray was kind of physically demonstrative or would does it matter it was enough to cause a disruption on set well let's take buzz's hug uh analogy okay if i was the hug person and somebody said, no, that's funny, but don't do it. Like, oh, it's just a joke. It's a thing I do. It's and then I feel like I say I keep, that to you. But then if I keep doing day. it, if I kept doing it to the stranger and they kept and I kept trying to hug and they were like, uh, no, weird. Then I would be in the wrong for doing that, right? We don't know the full details. The, <laughs> whoever got complained, they probably told Bill Murray maybe at one point, hey, you know, stop it. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just or went like, hey, didn't. Bill Murray is, you know. Bill Murray's at it again and pulling <laughs> my hair. Make him stop. None of it sounds good. First it, of all, the fact that we good. have to be here and parsing. Do you, think, what, do you think when you see, you know, the pictures of like like Joe Biden. Somebody told Joe Biden, knock it off. Just don't do it anymore. Cause, but he used to, you know, play with people's hair. 
You know? I had never Especially, seen that. No, I had never seen him play with a like a grown woman's hair. I think they're a montage, or you know, go up behind a woman and start giving her a like whisper in her ear while giving her a massage. There, there are montages of this. I'm not making this up. As long as Joe Biden, eventually somebody said, explained to him, you just can't do it anymore. Right. And his position was, well, that that's just how I express myself. I, I think there's going to be some kind of malicious intent, and I you just there's just not enough information about the Bill Murray uh, issue. Sure. But- What's up, Mosho? It's ODG. I was watching some of y'all's videos on YouTube. My favorite was the Cholo Fit video. Yeah, that's uh, I was say, yeah, I should do a video where Buzz is just staring at Nico, and and Buzz just keeps saying vagina over, <laughs> vagina, vagina. Uh, thank you, Okie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a reference to Jeff Garland. Right. I guess Jeff Garland is accused of touching anybody, but he said vagina to somebody who was uncomfortable about it, so he got fired off of the Goldbergs. He left. He left. He did. And they got some kind of CGI version of that's Jeff awful. Garland oh, as Murray Goldberg. Do you remember Okie Dokie Guy's uh, a reference, though, when we did the cello, the cello Fit video with um, Creeper? No. Creeper. It was Cre- it? His name was Creeper from Cholo Fit. Oh, okay. He does the Cholo workouts. Yeah, but he's also stand-up, right? Yes, his name's Frankie. Quin- his name's Frankie. <laughs> it's Quinones. all one guy, but it's all one guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. His name's Frankie Quinones. Uh, he's hilarious. Actually, right now he's filming something for HBO called Super Homies. Oh, okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. El Paso uh, weather today is going to be pretty windy. Uh, Fifteen to twenty mile an hour winds. Uh, high near eighty tomorrow. Not quite as windy, but still winds in the forecast. Also, chance of rain creeping into the forecast later this afternoon, overnight, and into this evening. Uh, looks like about a 20% chance of some showers in El Paso, but those should clear off uh, by morning tomorrow. The uh, Texas Court of Criminal Appeal Appeals stayed the execution of Melissa Lucio. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that? Well, it turns out Joanna watched the documentary about this case. So. Oh, I am. What was I it did. called again, Joanna? The State of Texas versus Melissa Lucio, I think, is what it's called. That seems pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got uh, bipartisan lawmakers who are saying, hey, let's, let's hold on a second because there might be some new evidence. That's what I, I didn't know much about the case yesterday. It's like, well, you know, what, what's happened since she was convicted in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few things came out, Joanna, since you watched the uh, documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of her supporters say the the police in Harlingen, where, where the crime, we, I don't if there was a crime, she was convicted of murder uh, of her two-year-old daughter, that they took her just right after the, do- the daughter the two-year-old died and mm-hmm. basically sweated her for five hours, right? Yep. Oh, wow. So so describe that. Well, they have her in the room and they're, you know, we know you did it. Just tell us how you did it. They're ber- almost Just the berating whole time the way that they can interrogate you know, I think, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think most people think, oh, if they, oh, they got a confession. But then... You know when I really started to doubt that? Like, I'd heard people say, oh, some, you know, false confessions are a real thing, and the police 
or interrogators mm-hmm. of any kind, I guess, are good at getting false confessions out of people, or it's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really strike home until I saw ma- the making a murderer when they got the the nephew. Oh, right. In there, and it's obvious that this kid is. You know, not the sharpest knife. Mm-hmm. And they basically just told him, all you have to do is say that you had something to do with it and we'll let you go home, which they, I guess Fine, you can I... get people to, you can break people down to the point that they, so her confession, they say, was coerced. Yeah, coerced. And I guess there's new evidence. So yes. tell us about the the case. Well, the medical examiner in the first place looked at the little girl and immediately just said this was a homicide did no investigation no autopsy no autopsy and immediately just said this this is a homicide so and there was ha- no evidence brought forward to the jury who the jury there's a lot of jurors now who are saying five, five of the jurors who them. convicted her mm-hmm. have signed this thing saying hold on and uh-huh. they and they did put a stay on the execution and they've said that the the criminal court uh has to re-examine some new data that's coming forward right isn't it unfortunate though that these things only come when there is a such a national attention being brought to it and it was only because oh she's gonna it's gonna happen in a couple days right and that's when they stayed the execution because we finally got she was gonna be executed tomorrow tomorrow. yeah they said that also it seemed like people uh well, she might not have gotten the benefit of the doubt because she's a mother of like 12. It's like 14 kids. 14 kids, whatever. History of drug abuse. She had been, right. She was a drug user who had 14 kids. CPS had taken the kids away, but because she was homeless for a while. Not for physical abuse. Right, or, okay. not for that. And the kids in that documentary, they come out and they're like, our mom never hit us. You know, we were always with our mom. She always fed us, always made sure we were fed and clean. She, she didn't. She never hit the kids. She had problems, like a lot of right. people do, especially a lot of people on the lower end of the socioeconomic ladder. Why didn't she get an attorney? Or what? Like in the fourteen hours that they were interrogating her, there wasn't at one point where she was like, "You know what? I really think I need somebody here." Uh, did they talk about that, Joanna? I like, can't why, remember. Why was she so willing? I was crying it, the you, whole time. Oh, really? I, <laughs> it sounds sad. It it was sad. Uh, recent evidence shows that uh, Lucio's two-year-old daughter, Mariah, might not have been murdered, but instead died after an accidental fall down a steep set of stairs, which left the child with internal injuries. Yeah, I guess if there's any case where there's some doubt, you know, maybe they ought to put a halt on the... Ad- on the execution but I would have you know I at one point I would have said well they admitted to it <laughs> what else do you need they admitted doing it what do you mean at one point oh, at one point in the in, case in, you would have been no in my in my life oh, okay. I would have said come on they can really get somebody to admit doing something and then I that saw it actually fetched. happen in that in that making a murder documentary mm-hmm. oh. they totally mm-hmm. manipulated that kid and he's I think it he's opened your in, eyes he, to it it opened your eyes you yeah. know mm-hmm. That these institutions we put a lot of trust in sometimes, you know, they don't always work the way they should. So, yeah, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals came through and uh, responded and, you know, said that they're going to block the execution. So Melissa Lucio is not going to be executed tomorrow. And they've said, well, you got to look at 
some of this uh, new evidence. Uh, I'm reading that Kim Kardashian is is celebrating the state of execution. Did she have anything she to do? She was one of the ones who was rallying to get her out. Oh, wow. The state of Texas versus Melissa is on Hulu. Some, is something that I'm getting asked a lot in the app chat. So just letting y'all know it's on Hulu. On Hulu. Hulu. How long is it, Joanna? Is it a TV show or just a, like a documentary? Like a documentary style. You can watch it in one sitting. Yes. That's what I need to know before I get into one of these documentaries. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Are there like 12 episodes of this? Because I might still watch it. No, I just want to know how that, many episodes of it there are. After that, it started playing this next one. And I, well, I forget what it's called. Like media. No. It's about Steven Stainer. Do you remember that story? Steven Stainer. He got kidnapped in like the 70s. Return. They found him in like the late 70s. He came back. Uh, and there was a TV movie called I, I know. Yeah. I think my name is Steven. I, know, or I, I only I know. know my first name is Steven. Right. That's Did you watch one. any of that? Yes. I watched the whole thing. It's only like three episodes long because then later it starts going into the brother who became a murderer. The, the, like the Greenway. He became a serial killer. Yes. Right? The brother of Steven Strainer became, I forget if it was uh, like the Greenway murderer. Oh, the God, this is crazy. That was a crazy story. Yeah. I don't, it just started after I finished watching the Melissa Lucio one. And I was like, well, now I'm invested. After watching the documentary, do you lean toward she, that she did not kill her daughter? Yeah, she did not kill her oh, daughter. Oh, you, you could say that yeah. definitively. Like, what's the thing that makes you say that? Just that all the kids said, no, she, wasn't, kids, a, she wasn't a bad mom. She didn't hit They had, like, mom, a therapist, a psychologist, and they're like, she has no indication that she is an abuser at all. And then the medical examiner is like, well, I just immediately looked, and I just thought, this is a homicide didn't even really look into it they didn't i mean this wasn't like it was a hundred years ago it was in 2008 i thought they were more thorough with a with a capital case like that yeah you think but i so. guess at the time they didn't really think much of it I they were like if, this cut and clean this right. is a mother what who a, murdered her daughter one of the comments i saw said look you know he, this was a, a poor woman of minority background and you know, people look at that and say, "Oh, you've got fourteen kids and drug users. She, oh, she must homeless she for must a while. Be a, she must be a, she must be killing her kids." And somebody pointed out, you know, when white people have a bunch of kids, you give them a TV show on TLC. Like you never oh, hear the Duggers. Some, yeah, the Duggers. <laughs> uh, all right, real good it. documentary. Watch it, guys. I don't know why it's so hard for anyone to give the definition of a female, I mean, what the heck is so hard about it? Even the judge, anyone, I don't understand where the problem is. Why is it so hard? A female is a woman, plain and simple. Why has everyone changed the definition? God created man and woman, male and female, and the female is a member of the human race, which was created to be the man's helpmate. Very simple. Helpmate. Okay, so the caller, and I'll go back to the Were rest Were women of it. Like considered secondary? Like, oh, they're just there to help men. According to the Bible, God We're took ribless. a rib out of Adam's body, created a woman, and said, here, she's supposed to be Here's your, your help riblet. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to be your helper. Oh, so th- that's what women are for us. They're our helpers. Okay, I got to tell you, I, I see what the... <laughs> 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 yeah. 
think the caller's talking about a story you had yesterday. A guy uh, was arrested for threatening to to, to bomb and to shoot up Merriam Merriam Webster dictionary because they changed the definition of the word woman. I don't even know if they changed it this year or if it's been that like that for. Anyway, somebody was sending threats. Right. You know, you ought to be killed. So this guy got arrested for threatening Miriam Webster, and it went back to when they were having the hearings for for Judge uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Marsha Blackburn asked her to define a woman, mm-hmm. and the judge's response because you know obviously this is a trap. They they didn't want to you know they, they weren't interested in how you, how you define a woman. They wanted they, a sound clip. They they wanted to soundbite catch her saying. So she said, I'm not a biologist, so I don't feel like I'm qualified to say. And then, then they got their soundbite. You know, it was like mm-hmm. she didn't take the bait, but they acted like they reeled in a fish anyway. Um, I don't know. Then they went around and they asked some of these lawmakers, you know, to define a woman. And it got very vague and very sloppy with some of them. But I guess if your position is whatever it says in this 3,000-year-old uh, book that this is what a woman is. But is there something to... Look, we have a traditional definition that we've understood for a long time of what a woman is. And now it's just changing, like, and and everybody's expected to be on board with it or else you're a, a irredeemably hateful person. Let's, let's listen more to the caller. The female is also the only member of the human race that has the ability to bear children. You don't add to it. You don't take away from it. And I don't freaking understand why it's so hard for the world to understand how easy it is to define what a woman is or what a female is. I don't get it. I really don't. Well, not all women can have babies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not all women menstruate. Exactly. So, so you, they, they. So when uh, you get into definitions, the exact words are 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 important. So they asked Marsha Blackburn, "How well, how would you define a woman?" And she said someone with two X chromosomes. However, some women are born with an X and a Y chromosome and still are women. And I think they're born with XXY. Some men are born with two Xs. Yes. And it's not all that uncommon. I think it's like one out of a thousand. You know, you're thinking, oh, you know, there are like four recorded cases in history. That's not right. So if you're going to go with the chromosomes, no. But if you're listening to the caller, it's like, well, what happened? Did God screw up? You know, if some of these people have an extra X or one less Y than they're supposed to have. And to me, that's uh, disrespect towards women themselves. For people to come in and change the whole definition of what a woman should be. Did you know that until the 1300s in the English language, girl just meant child of either gender? So language changes. Yeah, that's a good point. The language and the words we use aren't the aren't identical to what we used 700 years ago, but mm-hmm. it does seem like all this is happening pretty fast. You know, with the pronouns and everything else, mm-hmm. and you're expected to be up to date on it. You know, if you're not, well, there's no pronoun issue in the definition on where Merriam-Webster's website. I mean, that's that's not what they're arguing. Yeah, but I see people's profile, and then it says their pronouns are he, him, or she, her. Things are changing fast in this world. Things yes. are changing fast. And uh, not everybody gets the memo <laughs> as quickly as everybody else, I guess. Don't you think that's taking away from, from the female? 
I, you know, I feel like it's a way, it's a sneaky way to, to, to bash trans people. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like that's, oh, well, what's a woman? And if, okay, it's somebody who's born with two X chromosomes, but even that's not 100% ironclad. Right. And what are they, what are they taking away from women? What are women losing? Uh, all right. You want me to, sure, to answer me. that yeah, if well, I was coming from the other side? Scholarships. You've got some people who were biologically born a male and they want to compete in a sport and they weren't good enough to become a star as a male, but as a female, because of their biological advantage of the X and the Y, uh, they can excel at sports. And there are actual examples of that. So, yeah. you know, no, you're there would be right. an I'm, example, which I think is a legitimate concern. But in terms and of I think respect, I ought to be able to... In terms of respect and how we look at women, are the fact that there are trans individuals uh, diminishing women's status at all? I don't think so. I don't think it's... Well, you asked for an example. Yes, I did. That's one that came to mind. From what she was originally created to to, to be, the definition of what she is or who she is, I think think that's disrespectful, you know? Uh, Joanne, as a woman, do you feel disrespected if somebody who is born biologically a male undergoes surgery and wants to call themselves a woman? No, not at all. Okay. So you don't feel disrespected? No. But you she's best friends with those guys. <laughs> but you can't. Did you <laughs> yeah. say those guys? I did. I was just. <laughs> she's best friends with those guys. <laughs> I sometimes go, "Hey guys." Dude. For the most part, I think men have treated women like dirt, you know, for ages, for centuries, and now that that women finally get their equal rights and everything, now <laughs> here come other groups of people trying to take their identity away from them. I don't think women can lose an identity. No. I think that's totally ridiculous, and you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Not you two. Oh, thank you. But people in general who, who don't understand what the definition of a female is. It's very simple. I don't know where the problem is. I mean, can you guys define what a man is? Is that so hard, too? What's your definition of a man? I don't get it. Well, you could go the chromosome. You know, you could say a man has an X is born with X and Y chromosome. Sure, but that's not always the case. That you is know, not. sometimes there's which leads a lot of people to think, yeah, you know, there's there is kind of a scale, and there are exceptions. There's actually X Y Y. Look, if somebody was born a, a gender and they want to be referred to as another gender, I don't see any reason not to do it. When it comes down to it. Yeah, I agree with you. It kind of reminds me, the whole thing kind of reminds me of a scene in uh, Life of Brian, which was a Monty Python movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all sitting around. About Jesus' po- brother, younger brother. Right? No, no, no. Well, no, Brian was not related to Jesus at all. He, they, The wise men went to the wrong, the wrong, house. The wrong manger yeah. first. But they're sitting there debating all these philosophical points. And I think it was John Cleese's. No, it wasn't John Cleese. It was Eric Idle's character. I want to be a woman. I want to have babies. And they're like, you can't have babies. You don't have a womb. <laughs> you remember that scene? Yeah, that was a good one. That kind of predicted this whole debate over what's a woman. So they, they voted, all right, we're going to uh, agree that we support his right to bear children, even though he can't. This was in the movie. This, yeah, this was in Life of Brian. It was a really good scene. But. Also, when he talks about how women have been treat, maltreated for centuries, that's because of religion and the way that it's been framed. 
religion has kept women down in a lot of ways because they were yeah. men's helpers. They were looked at as secondary citizens. You don't have any rights, rib. <laughs> I had a cousin who called us McRibs. Because you come from, because you yeah. came from Adam's rib, which is the problem with giving definitions a, I, based on look, religion. As much as I respect everybody's right to religion, I don't think that's a scientific basis <laughs> at all. All you have to do is let me know. I like to be called this, so the whole pronoun issue mm-hmm. won't have a problem. Yeah, I, uh, what's it? What's it going to cost me? But it is Other than confusion, and then, but I'll tell you what turns some people off is if you slip up and you make an honest mistake, you know, or maybe, <gasps> maybe like I, I expressed, yeah, I think it's a real issue if you've got somebody who's was born a male, becomes female, and you know, is able to dominate a certain sport. Yeah, that's something to be concerned about. I don't but think you deserve to get canceled. Navigated, you know, it's something new where everyone's just trying to navigate how it's going to go. Right, it's still in the process. People are right. figuring things out, and I think that's the 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 issue of sports is is something that that's like the biggest controversy. What would you do if 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 you knew that in thirty years, if we went down this path, the entire WNBA is only made up of transgendered females? You know, like they became so dominant that. Then women had to, you know, biological women had to start well, it uh, something else, but they couldn't call it women, so they'd have to call it people born with a uterus or people born with two X chromosomes. Look, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's something we haven't navigated yet, right? We don't know. We this don't is know. all, and quit acting like it's all set in stone because a lot of us are very confused about it. I think even people who agree could disagree on certain things. If you agreed, you ought to treat everybody with respect. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and you should be hateful to people. But I agree with you in the sense that your bodies uh, genetically confer an advantage when you're when you're doing things like sports or physical activity. And people may say, "Well, you can't say men and women are different." <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's that's an the reason we always had men and women in sports. 